Hello and welcome to the No Breaking Podcast. Today, I've made a road trip out to race service, where we're going to do possibly the largest ever podcast to date for No Breaking, because I've got four of the guys from the collective here. So if you can go around the group with your shared microphones, as per the request of one Nico, we can introduce yourselves. Well, I'm uh, Jacob Agajanian. I'm James Kirkham. I uh, my role here is undefined yet, but uh, but yeah, yeah. I we're all we were adding our roles. You in can add yeah. whatever you want. You've got the microphones. Uh, These two yeah. don't have the microphones, so that we were gonna yeah. do like Mickey Mouse Club at well, first. Well, right? I'll, I'll, I'll put it through this everybody's way. names, and then we can go back. We're we're all founding members of this collective. We're about to tell you about. All yeah. Right. So we have. Uh, this is Andy Laputka. I am the uh, head of production here and one of the commercial directors. And uh, Jake is the president and James is the chief brand officer. He doesn't like titles yet. He doesn't. But at the moment, he covers all things that are the outward-facing brand of this company. He's just a little bashful. And my name's Nico Slater, and uh, I'm the art director. I'm also known as Ornamental Conifer. It's lovely to have all of you here, and I will say I'm very interested to see how this is going to go down as per Nico's request with just two mics for people. It's like our very own th version of Thunderdome of sorts. <laughs> I know. This is as if it's easy enough to get a word in with this group already. You know, we're going to have to fight over microphones. And we've got to fight over the sounds of a Kia getting worked on right back there. That is true. We have... Uh, yeah, we have lifts and uh, hopefully no grinders or impact guns going off during this. But this is a working garage as, as uh, much as we try to make it look uh, minimalist and too clean to actually be a working garage. It actually is a working garage and things are happening and we are in the beginning phases of a big new build that we're all pretty excited about. But um, don't need to get into too many details on that just yet. Uh, but to get back to kind of the group um, and, and, and why James and I are, are kind of the ones who uh, they're, they're urging to talk more is because this was kind of our wild idea to get everyone together. And, sure. and uh, this is a group of guys that we've all been, you know, best friends working together. Uh, most of us in, in one form or the other have been uh, creating stuff in the car industry for 10 years uh, plus now, and it was, uh, I guess, James and I's uh, wild idea to get us all together, force some people to move to L.A., force others to abandon their art studios and uh, uh, all of those and come here under one roof, which is RS, so. Yeah, I, I'll give kind of my, my version of what this is uh, briefly, um, and it, the way I describe it is it's a group of people that all are kind of super passionate about one thing and just figuring out ways to make it work in, sure. in one one way together. So we're, uh, we, we are a, a content-focused group of creators um, housed under one roof um, working together because we love auto racing. And so where did that idea then come from to come bring it all together? How long, what was the genesis of this and where did it all start, should we say? Yeah, I think the the genesis would probably be uh, James and I uh, uh, you know, had been friends for 
years and years and had always tried to figure out a way to, to, to work together, uh, but our paths were taking us kind of in you know different places, great places. James was was at GoPro and leading the, the media department for motorsports for, for several years. I was at Wasserman, uh, a large sports agency. I was managing drivers. Uh, and then, you know, the opportunity came uh, to, to form Donut Media uh, with a couple other guys and, and, uh, and created that. And that's where James and I first got together and were able to start assembling our team and, uh -huh. and, and putting kind of together the guys that we thought were, you know, most creative people in this automotive kind of world and uh and this is sort of the evolution of that as as we kind of loved what we were doing at donut and and the the, the crew that we were assembling and the content that we were creating and the the audiences that we are reaching uh we, we we started to have a you know even bigger kind of vision and that included a a, a physical space where people can come hang out share ideas and and make things happen uh and we could work on cars and make it a lot easier to film working on cars so we didn't have to shoot all over the uh, city or country or world to work on those cars. So that is kind of how we got here in a very kind of quick way, but a lot of ups and downs and all arounds uh, on the way here. I think the, the, to me the thing that's great about it is that every time we pitch it or tell anybody about it, every time we answer the question of what it is, it, it changes because we kind of do a lot of different things. Sure. Okay. And, and that's what I think makes it special. So what was the, going from the idea of all coming together, why was it that you certainly picked this location? How did this space actually come together? That, that's, a, that's a funny one and, and sort of felt per, uh, pretty serendipitous. Um, but most of us are all, you've been living in LA for some time now. I grew up in LA. Um, we've, we've pretty much, uh, you know, when we decided, hey, we want to, kind of grow this, we, we, we want to spin off of Donut to create this kind of new hybrid agency slash collective. Um, you know, we just started looking at places and this was literally the second place that we found and saw and we immediately it had a vibe, it had a feeling. We could tell from, you know, the listing that this is the spot that we wanted and, uh, and it actually is like less than a mile from where I grew up. So it actually feels very, uh, like coming home a little bit. Uh, I only live a few miles from here now, but it's uh, it is a, a weird part of LA called Mid City that is sort of uh, you know on its way up, but uh, super central to everything. It's easy to get everywhere. People now now that they know where our place is, they're like, oh, I literally drive by that like ten times a week, but it's just in the middle of everything. So. Uh, yeah, so we found this space, and uh, we started to put a, 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 a lot of elbow grease into it. The place that was what I was yeah. going to ask, because I don't. when I used to drive past this place, as I live quite close by, it didn't always quite look like this from the outside. So I imagine there was at least 10, 15 minutes of work <laughs> gone into it to get About it looking like minutes. this. Yeah, 10 uh, minutes, that was... 10 minutes tops. Yeah, one minute of deciding colors. Yeah. That was easy. I'd like to add to the... You know, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of special things that happened in the universe to get us here. And just one of them is the serendipity of finding this place. I mean, we, uh, uh, the three of us, uh, Jake and James and I, when we all were sitting down and we pulled that final trigger of, all right, today we're looking for a new office for our new business. We literally, James found three places. We went one, two, three, came here on the third one, 
first day of looking and we were like, this place is dope. It has a ton of potential. Call the landlord, set up meetings immediately. And for anyone who's looked for an apartment anywhere in the world or looked for an apartment in Los Angeles, you can imagine the oddness of finding the dream spot, the, uh, the, th the very first day of looking for it, even to the point where me, the worrywart, got cold feet about a week away from signing this lease, and I had a realtor look around Los Angeles for anything that would even come close to what this place gives us, and not even close. Not, nothing came even close, so it's just one more little special notch in the belt that like got us yeah. to this really cool place. And just to elaborate a little bit on, and Jacob mentioned donut a little bit, I, I think um, it's important to know the, the briefly our history and what got us here and why, why we thought this space was important. And, and, um, and, and that's because, uh, you know, I'd say two years ago we started a company called Donut Media. It, mm -hmm. was, it was created solely to answer and def defy the myth that kids didn't care about cars. Yep. We knew that the automotive industry wasn't speaking to them in the right way. That what, nobody was focusing on making shareable content for the automotive community. We knew that kids cared about cars because I, I was at GoPro proving that. I, I was wor making, making automotive content there for four years. These guys were, were kind of redefining how sponsorships work in the motorsport space uh, by creating uh, digital content with their drivers and, and our friends. And, and um, Donut, Donut proved that very quickly, that the kids did care about the car industry. And, that, and, and we were able to test formats and, 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 and make some really amazing stuff in those two years. Um, this right here, race service, is a double down approach to Donut. It's what, what we were doing with Donut, but a step further. With Donut, it's you know, our idea of, cr of owning the distribution and, and, and the creative and, and, and the influencers that we work with and, and really combining a, a, a large amount of important elements to do one thing this is that plus a physical shop space, sure. um, yeah. a place where, where community can come and, and, and we can really continue to prove that, that there's, there's a space for this, this automotive, these, these automotive lovers. And, and uh, it's, it's, it's been really fun so far. We, we, we have hopes of having a, a coffee shop in here fairly soon. We had today, just today, we had our first iteration of that. We have a, a friend of ours who runs a really amazing coffee shop, Minotti's in Venice Beach that Jacob's been going to for a long time, talking of universe coming together. He showed up today with this amazing Sprinter van uh, coffee setup. The guy makes incredible coffee and he has really cool style and it's totally in line with what we're doing. And you know, that, that's gonna be happening here every Wednesday, every Wednesday morning now we're gonna be doing that for the car community, for the non-car community. People can come out and hang out with us and be a part of this. Um, we have uh, merchandise plans uh, uh, from, from Formula One to NASCAR to Formula Drift to just some lifestyle-based automotive community that will become birthed out of here, um, and then this guy, ornamental conifer Nico. He is uh, a, a, a major part of this, and and and, um, and, and represents to us not not only but but represents the importance of the elevated style and cult like taste that we want to bring to the automotive and motorsport community. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say, I mean, it, it's all of that. I mean, that's a good kind of run up of all the, the wild ideas that are, are floating in uh, our head and, and what we want to uh, attack and, and, and achieve in the, in the next couple months, years, decades, you know, whatever we, we want to be around. I think that the, the point that, you know, stuck in our heart of why we wanted to create this is that we wanted to leave our mark on, on car culture and we wanted to leave our mark on motorsports. Uh, you know, my family has been in motorsports for over 75 years, and my, my grandpa did it, and my dad did it, and they they did things that changed the the 
the way things worked in motorsports, and we want to do the same. And as digital content is sort of the, you know, at the core of that, it's actually being, you know, uh, an art forward place that we're literally hand painting cars to 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 actually still pay a nod to, you know, the past and and the way that you do things analog. But then on the other hand, we have our friends from rap legends who come and do wild Lambos and crazy raps, and we want to we want to, you know kind of embrace the future and, and take care of the past and, and do it in a new way. And, and it's all aesthetic based. It's all uh, the creativity that we put into something that makes it feel different. There's a million people making awesome content out there and we, we love them and we watch their stuff and we're stoked. We're always thinking of how we can do it differently and, and I think bring a, a, a little bit of a different vision to how car lovers are, are able to hang out with each other. I, th I think, uh, I think to, uh, to add to that, uh, um, for us, we were we were we'd been making YouTube videos and, and and internet videos for a long time. Collectively, we had been a part of countless viral viral whatever you want to call it automotive campaigns. And and it was and it was we got to the point where we we're like, okay, what's next? Like, what you know, YouTube video million million view, view YouTube videos were becoming they they weren't satisfying. They was not fulfilling our our desire to really make a lasting impact. And you know, although that's a very important part of what we do, um, we knew that there was more to it. And so this is, I guess, an uh, example of that. Yeah, I think that I'd like to hear Nico's take, actually, because he, he's been pretty quiet through this thing so far, but he is one of the, the, the absolute uh, magic parts. And we, we have a, you know, a ton of awesome partners here and creators, and, um, and, and you know, we're missing some of them, you know, Ryan Davis and, and Ryan Turk and, and Chris Forsberg, all guys who've been here since day one who are, are building this place together among our, our, our junior creatives and just awesome group. But Nico is kind of, you know, in the background and in the foreground, he, he, you know, he does like his, uh, his recognition, but <laughs> I'm just joking. He's a, he's a quiet guy, but I mean, ultimately I use these guys as a sort of ticket of authenticity. Cause I've been interested in motorsports my entire life, but I have no history. I have no real connection to it other than being driven by the aesthetics of it. Um, and I felt that I was probably I was in a dubious area. I was dabbling in working with people, and I would often ask Jake or James, if, like, are these people cool? Should I work with them? Like, would that reflect badly on me? Um, so prior to us working together here in RS, I used these guys as like a springboard for my ideas. So if, if you guys were ever turned down by Ornamental Conifer, you were not cool enough. That's it. Just that's so the you know. bottom line right there. Well, I mean, it... it it oh, doesn't mean that. James, it's just that these guys, these guys don't reply sometimes for a very long time. So people, there are some very cool people who have finally got work from me after three years of waiting, and um, and that's because I, I think I've finally realized they were cool. I think I've urged Nico to do more more projects than he uh, than he wants to take on. But it's been awesome. We've been putting him to work here, but you know, we always knew that it was an important role as art director. Uh, but it, it, it's so much more. We, we call, you know, sometimes call it art injector because whatever we're working on, we need Nika to come and put his take on it. And it, and it does make it that much more, more special. And I, I think it's a testament to kind of what that ultimate theory was, is that this is a hub of combining, you know, artists and drivers and builders and creators and marketers and, and brands and let them come together and figure out how to make awesome projects happen you know we've always been very good at connecting the dots and and 
and figuring out, you know, a business angle that everybody is, uh, you know, enjoys the outcome of. I think that's very important to us, and that's that's why we have great brands supporting us. You know, right now we we do a show for Gum Out and, and Black Magic called Blackout, which stars Ryan Turk and Chris Forsberg. It's it's those guys have been best friends forever. We've always created car content, but now because of some partners, we can do it out of this space, and and everybody has a good time doing it. And I think that that's important is finding you know, authentic ways for, for brands to interact with the, the auto enthusiast world and, and do it in, in a, you know, I think authentic and fun way. So that requires, you know, all these different people to come together to, to make something like that happen. And so what are some of the projects that have been working on since you've moved into this space, aside from the, the blackout for? Um, yeah, I mean, we've, we've actually had some pretty dream clients. So we've been working with snap-on tools for several years, and that was something that was part of, uh, you know, a Andy's, uh, you know, last iteration, which was Shoot First Media, but that was, you know, one of his key clients and, and a really close relationship that he created tons and tons of content, and, and we would help and, and do stuff at Donut and, um, you know, helped with a, a, a lot of ideas and just cool stuff with them, but uh, that's even grown more where we do, a, you know, a ton of content for them, but also, integrate them into all the build shows that we do. They helped outfit our space. We're very lucky to have a bunch of uh, beautiful snap-on boxes loaded up around here. Um, but so that's, that's one of the projects. Something that I think we've all uh, have a lot of pride around is uh, Hot Wheels. We've been uh, working on their 50th year anniversary campaign, which um, is uh, an honor and also just to us so cool because it is the first touch point to a car enthusiast and uh, you know we all think about the Hot Wheels that we had growing up and when which one meant something to you and and all that and we were able to uh, combine with our friends ID agency and develop the evolution of the Hot Wheels which we kind of highlighted every important uh, Hot Wheel in the past 50 years. Um, we also are covering their Legends Tour, which goes across, you know, all across the country, and uh, each winner is, is picked from each city, and one of those guys gets to, guys or gals, gets to uh, have their car turned into a Hot Wheels. It's just awesome. I mean, it's like dream stuff. So I uh, get to do a lot of cool stuff with them, and then, um, yeah, a couple different projects that are, are in the works. We've done a lot of um, wild things with our friends at Nitto Tires, uh, like drag race a Lamborghini against an Ultra 4 car, um, and, uh, and the latest one of, of some, some, maybe some jumps and some drifts and some, some wild stuff that we did with, uh, the Nitto tire team, but you know, just d different things, but we're, we're inspired. We've, you know, work very closely with Daniel Ricardo and his team, uh, out of, uh, England and, uh, developing a lot of concepts for some of his partners right now. Uh, and, and that's going to be some fun stuff that's going to come out later this year. Which also is one thing is, I mean, if you check your Instagram feeds, you're very generally on the move every day or two, it would seem, anyway. I think that's one of the best parts about this. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard to quantify. We've talked about being able to work with people doing what we love, and that's a big part of it. And, and um, I think that's led us here and to where we are. And it's maybe, maybe because we like having fun and, and it's a bit selfish, but also because it's it's that intangible special element to this we all just love doing what we're doing we all love working together and it's pretty fucking special that we get a when you stand up on the roof and look down here some days and you see a formula one driver you see 
uh, one of the biggest brands in the world, representative standing here, you see some of the most inspiring people in your lives that you share a wall with, and we all get to push each other every day, and and um, and it's it's what makes this place special. I mean, it's that it's that it's th that little bit of of positive peer pressure, based on just in being around people that inspire you, that that really has led us to where where we are today, and and that includes traveling the world. I mean, literally, we just got back from. The Nurburgring we had rented for two days. Oh yeah, that, that was a pretty and, that was a pretty cool project. That was pretty that we cool. Forgot to mention that was uh, pretty cool that we forgot to mention. Jacob was, I was at not simultaneously it, at Goodwood. I'm actually Festival uh, Speed with yeah. all the coolest people in the industry. Then it's, it's the a tough life. Yeah, yeah we did have to divide thing. and conquer on that. But I, I will interject and say actually everything that we've set up to this point is bullshit. The reason why we've done this is so we could travel with our friends around the world. That's kind of what I was getting at. I was trying to explain that without sounding too selfish. It's really about the champagne. That's all it's about in the industry. Uh, free champagne, it, that's we, it. We are really lucky. I mean, we get stressful. We work ourselves to the bone. Our, our <laughs> wives and girlfriends are probably annoyed. It's a time Sorry. for a beer beer opening, thanks to uh, Kieran, who brought us some beers. Hi, Ron. That's just making all the pops. Yeah. Everyone's so good Sorry about there. that, everybody. That's all right. Sorry. Just pop some beers. Uh, no, well, but if we had that fancy pop guard on, on no, our I microphone. Still, I don't think that would work either. No, I think with the no, pop guard, no, it would no. be done. But no, really, it, I mean, it is fun. We get to travel around. We... we we believe in in being inspired by other cultures, by how other people do motorsports, by you know other car cultures, and and we are lucky enough to to get to travel, and um, you know we're all you know fans of of pretty much every motorsport out there, and and if we can get our hands on on you know some kind of project with them, we're we're gonna go there. Did you guys hear that that donk drag racing is the biggest newest thing in our industry? Donk drag racing, it's the it's taking over the south. I haven't seen it yet. That, it's that insane. Like are there wheel wheel classes? How do you, you how just, do you keep it together? I think you have to have thirties. Is it strictly thirties? Well, there's minimum. a very specific year of What's car, the biggest which I they're don't doing? even I'm not even pretend like I know what that is. And it's a very specific couple of models that are considered donks. Yeah. And then you, you definitely have to have at least thirties, I think. And Pretty then sure it has to be a Chevy to be a donk. There's Chevys, thought. Yeah. but yeah. I but it's a very specific. I'm a, I'm gonna look it up. What's for you. the biggest wheel they're doing? I don't know. I've seen like really thirty eight. Uh, what mean, do you think? I think thirty six would probably be the biggest. Surely, yeah. I mean that's. That's yeah. That's getting that's pretty big. Up that's and imagine feet. now, like that's putting a like a 700, 800 horsepower <laughs> motor in that, and then just ripping down the. Seriously, it's like selling out place drag stadiums or whatever you call drag racing facilities. I mean, I want to buy a ticket right now. Listening to that synopsis of it. I know. So we're gonna get into that soon. So. Well, speaking of that, I feel like we're doing a little bit of past tense discussion here. I want to know. We've been doing a lot of stuff lately, and you've seen a lot of shit lately. I know there's. New things in your brain recently. What's fill me in? This is a little bit of a board meeting. We're doing okay, right? I board like meeting. Too. What's yeah, you've been to a couple things recently? I know you've been thinking a lot. What's inspired mm -hmm. you, and what how what's inspired you lately about some of the events and people you've spoken with, and how did that make you think differently about what we're going to do here for the next? That's six a good question. So. It's it's been really cool. Like we, I I just came back from Germany where we were able to go, all like we had the Nurburgring rented, and it rained half the day, so I got to drive my Audi A8 rental car around it for 30 laps, which was sweet. But that, that from there we took, I, you know, I went and met with some, some friends at Porsche and saw the Porsche uh, Stuttgart facility, like to see what, what the power of what a brand can do in one mm -hmm. single person's vision of, of making a sports car that's, re that's reliable and, and, and an everyday use that has good cabin space and all that what that's turned into it's it's so that made me think like oh my god like w one a vision a single vision then combined with a 
group of people that share that vision, and then that some at some point, just you lose control of it, and it becomes something incredible, like like what brands like Porsche have done, and and that they've taken over the the world, and that and that town is a really bizarre representation of that. So to go from there, and then in that very same day, I drove to the headquarters of Puma, which I've been really ins we've been really inspired by lately. They've been doing a lot of good things for our, our guys and for us um, on the on the motorsport apparel front and creating really, really great race suits. And I don't think they've lost a Formula One race in 15 years or something like that. Uh, like they've been on top of the for Formula One podiums for like 15 years. And, and the team there is super passionate. And that really inspired me too, because they in the last three years have turned their company around just by making crazy partnerships and working with the right people. So they like did a re deal with Rihanna to, to make themselves legitimate in, in the kind of pop culture world. And that led to other deals with, with, with um, uh, Jay-Z, like now Jay they just did a deal with Jay-Z. And their team there now, um, their goal with their motorsport program, which we love those guys on that team, they want to bridge the gap between their motorsport program and pop culture. And that's kind of what our goal with this company is, is to become more relatable to the masses, I think, make motorsport more relatable to the masses. So that was really inspiring to kind of see firsthand and then to connect with them. We had a lot of really great ideas that came from that meeting and um, I think um, some really great things to come in the future that, that will um, leverage kind of what we're doing here at Race Service. So you're just essentially trying to keep up with what's or pushing ahead to be ahead of the curve whenever it comes. So what about the future of things like, say, robo race and things like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was interesting because I was going to touch on some things that inspired me, and I didn't get to go on the the Nurburgring trip. Uh, Von Gitten had it written out, rented out to drift the whole thing, and the team was on it. But I was uh, on my way to go to England for Goodwood, which was my first experience at Goodwood, and you know. It, it, the, the hype is all like worth it and it's true and all the FOMO that you get by watching you know the, the the social media of everybody who is there for the past few years it's like all real because it was a it was an event that that was unlike any other it was you know elite but uh, you know approachable it was very old but very new it was uh you know, it, it was just everybody hanging out and there was, there, there weren't a lot of barriers. I mean, as much as it, it seemed like, um, you know, it's all these crazy, super high class parties and all that. It's, it's actually all day long. Everybody is hanging out and under the same, same tents, there's, you know, $40 million Porsches and, you know, vintage, uh, F1 cars. And then yeah, Robo race who I was, uh, you know, lucky enough and, and honored to be invited to a panel that they put on called the future of racing uh that was was hosted by porsche and, and robo race and they put together uh, a pretty interesting and diverse group of thought leaders and and people um you know from motorsports you know it's like a, a vw data scientist who is talking about how their ai tech has helped all of their race teams from ducati to the audi lama team to to you know the VW Pikes Peak program and um, and then there was me talking about you know my wild ideas of what's wrong with traditional motorsports and what needs to change but it was that type of diversity in the room that that brought some really good conversations and um, and it was cool because we're friends with the the team behind Robo Race we've created 
uh, a couple fun pieces with them. Ryan Turk drove their dev bot and then saw if the, you know, saw if the robot could beat his time. Uh, it luckily didn't. Uh, so we <laughs> still have a few more years, but it was super impressive with the technology that they they are putting in that. And uh, and that's a cool thing. I mean, that is obviously some future talk and 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 people might be a little bit worried as to what that that means uh, for motorsports, but if, if you really talk to them and start learning about their vision, it's, it's not about replacing drivers. It's about giving manufacturers a, a competitive platform to, to rapidly progress the technology in, in autonomous cars. So ultimately it's gonna make its way back to road cars very quickly and, and help make them safer. I mean, it is coming and trust me, I'd rather sit in an autonomous car uh, in traffic on the 10 on my way to work and, uh, and and answer some emails, but then I want to have control of my car if we are uh, you know driving on you know down the coast or, or through the canyon. So uh, it is a cool thing, but it, you know it's a it's a part of the future of of racing. I don't think that it is the future of racing because you know there's still so many you know kind of uh, so many cool ways that that technology and interactivity with the audience and you know, the progression of how events are run, if it's Goodwood or Grid Life. I mean, those are two of my favorite car events I've now ever been to, mm -hmm. uh, and I've been to probably Quite a few. It's thousands. at least three. At least three. <laughs> at least those three. But I've been to a lot, and, you know, what, what Grid Life's doing with sort of the festival vibe and music and giving kids, you know, opportunity to drive on the track and kind of party all night and, and be with other crazy, you know, Car enthusiasts is, is great. I think what Goodwood does is really uh, a special thing. And, uh, yeah, it just led to a lot of good conversations of where our motorsports world is headed. And I have a lot of faith and, uh, and confidence that it's in good hands because there's a lot of smart and, you know, fun people out there making their mark on it. And we want to be one of those people and, and, and be very vocal about it because, uh, you know, things are changing and how, how we're going to do our part in making it uh, – you know, a special, special place for us all to still be able to travel with our friends and have fun. That's, that's what we're after. And then do you think being here in Los Angeles in particular makes you at a good spot to be at the touch point for all the different aspects of media and motorsports and cars and culture in general? I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, the first time I came to Los Angeles was uh, <clears throat> probably 2007. And uh, I grew up in uh, Philly area and then I lived in Philly eventually for about 16 years and always, you know, I, I was a Honda and VW kid in the 90s, aspired to get BMWs and all that shit and lowered cars and cutting springs like we're literally doing today for a prop car, which is funny. But, you know, I, I've always been on, on the, at least the pulse of the buzz in the auto industry. And then the first time I came to LA, I was blown away at the car culture here. Like, just driving down the road be between seeing you know, some jerk off in a Ferrari with his top down all the way to one of the dopest slam civics you've ever seen. And that's just driving on the 405. So that part of L.A. Uh, blew my mind right away. And it's, uh, you know, obviously uh, part of the reason that this does work here and all the shops and race shops that we've been exposed to. And of course, everyone knows that Los Angeles is the epicenter of media, film and television. So you throw those two two things together and that's what you know, that's what we love combining is the media side of the true uh, enthusiasm we all share. Because there's, you know, there, back to the, like, the collective thing that James and Jake mentioned, like, there's one 
true magical thing that connects all of us here, and that's a sense of style and authenticity, further refined authenticity in motorsports. Jake's authenticity is from a racing family business behind the scenes, and as well as general interest in racing his entire life and his whole family's careers. James is a true racer. He's been trying to chase the race dream since he was cutting springs on VW to go back two minutes to getting himself into a self-funded VW race series and truly chasing that mark. And my personal authenticity is, you know, just mashing the gas pedal in anything I get in, whether it's my dad's lawnmower or the golf cart at the golf course or whenever one of my friends would let me rip a high horsepower vehicle of theirs. So that all brings us together in that sort of, that's the, the one magic element is authenticity and Los Angeles couldn't be more authentic in car culture and media culture. I'd just like to add that I've owned cars my entire life and yet since moving to Los Angeles I go everywhere either on the bus, train or bicycle. I actually want you to pick that back up because as, as much as, excuse me for directing this interview. That's quite right. I like that. <laughs> right well, go smile? figure the uh, loudmouth director is directing the interview, but I am using my NPR voice. I want you to answer that question, please, that was said to them. It doesn't have to be motorsports, but I mean, you know, you've been changing some of your own personal style. For the first time, you told me, you know, you just painted a Turk's car, and you told me that was probably the third time you were allowed to paint a whole car with your own vision, and it was your favorite so far. Now you're working on our friend Scott from Snap-On's uh, Radical, and that's an open, semi-open wheel prototype-looking thing. That's your first attempt at that. Like, What are all these new thoughts coming to you? Yeah, so I've never been in a position where the work has been as consistent as this. So for me, as a self-employed artist, I would have to bounce between a lot of commercial projects that were you know, apparel-based or just graphics for people. And... Every now and then, once a year maybe, I'd get a highlight project, which would be a car. Um, since being here, I'm almost feeling like cars are becoming <laughs> a little too regular. And I'm, I, I, wanna, I, I like the idea of spacing them out because I do get more time to just stay on ideas and, and figure things out. But being around these dudes is great because I get to see... I get to see their influences, which helps me gain new in influences and, and, and avenues of kind of inspiration that I wouldn't necessarily have followed before, and I get to kind of trigger off them. I get to bounce ideas off them, and I get to say what I think is cool, and I usually that usually it's kind of, it's a, it's a bit of a barrier to explain how I would want to do something, um, because I think that these guys have been around it so long that they are, there is a certain set of rules, and it's it's a fun play to see how um, the, the, the idea of it being art forward is really something very progressive, because I never realized how structured liveries and such were on cars. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always been given the, the benefit of being very free reign, but when you're working with clients in commercial kind of projects I guess yeah I'd never had to do that with the um, so yeah I'm, I'm learning to play by the rules well, but how to bend them at the same time well that's the you know that's the good ebb and flow of this whole relationship is the the balance you bring to the scale is you know we might say or Jacob usually might say about the liveries like you can't do that this is a rule we got to follow it yeah. and versus on your side where sometimes we want to do something you have your own set of rules as a learned and educated designer like you didn't you know you're not just self-taught like you 
are educated in that field. So to have you be the stop point on the other end is nice too, because you're like, no, nah, you, you can't do that design wise. It just, it yeah. doesn't work well. No, I think it's, it is the perfect marriage. And I think, um, well, not the perfect marriage because my marriage is the perfect marriage, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it is, it is great the way that we, um, <laughs> it is great the way that we kind of have put our heads together because before I was a lot more freewheeling and, and it was very self motivated and it was a little bit selfish really but now I get to work with people and actually working with the people who own the cars and not they don't leave my life usually before I would have painted the car and then that's it it's done I fly home they left with the car was now I've just done a project with Turk and I'm really proud to say that it probably is the my favorite project I've ever done because I had a close relationship with the client pr prior to making the car so I kind of understood his aesthetic, his aesthetic values, and I also got to see the joy that it created in him. And like I was like, oh, this is a lot more, this is far more satisfying this way. And it left today, and you, so you told us all he was. The, the car he's speaking of left today on the transporter, and he legitimately verbalized that he was sad he that cried, it was leaving. Almost. It was it was as close as I've seen to Was it cry. just a single tear <laughs> that just rolled down? <laughs> no, but was, he was I legitimately was sad to see it go. I was genuinely like I, I I usually jump on a plane when it's finished or something or it gets you know, I leave the place. But yesterday I had a really there was a tough day. It was weird. I was like I've really, really put my heart and soul into that car and I am proud of it and these guys have said oh you know you can stop talking about it and, you know not being very humble <laughs> and stuff and the modesty would shine but like i'm genuinely really proud of what i've just done and, and it's only come because of each one of these individuals has inspired me in a different type of way so there's like i've learned things from these guys that i didn't have in my own personal studio practice because i was so isolated but i get like inspiration i get technical ideas i get you know placement ideas it's just everything it, it's like it's great having this kind of um backup um yeah i, I just think it's, it's a good team of it's people. the crew mentality i mean i think that that's something that is like you know probably a common theme of this whole little bit of rambling past 45 minutes or so is that it is about the crew and and i think it's something that we all have in us is that um you know, you, you have to think about, you know, what what's great for, you know, the, the, the betterment for the group, I think, is is important. It is a, a group of people who are all pretty uh, alpha, pretty, you know, pretty, um, you know, into their own ideas, have been running their own companies and all of this. And now we've been able to put each other, uh, put, put ourselves together and change that energy into what is what's great for this crew or how can somebody come in and, and back me up in these areas that I'm not great at and we're, we're really kind of, you know, Voltroning this thing right now and, and finding people that make up some of our shortcomings or, or some of the things that we have always wanted to be a part of, of our offering, but, you know, now, now we're all here helping each other and, and having each other's back. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. I think everybody has grown. I mean, we've only been together for six months. I think everybody's already, you know, grown more than I've seen each of us individually for the past three or four years and, and it's all happened at this rapid pace because we're all on top of each other and things are tough and you know I mean I we barely touched on it at the beginning but yeah we got this place and it was a wreck and each one of us in, including uh you know the rest of the team uh worked all day and then put on our dirty clothes and worked all night on this place and uh and whipped it into shape over a, a couple short months and uh it you know it looks pretty awesome we're all proud of it and still have a lot more to do but it's 
you know, that part of the, the journey. We were all, like, ready to kill each other and smashing walls. And interesting. It's interesting that we're in this room right now because we're in a about 15 by 15 foot room that is now Nico's lair, his studio, his office. We got some gorgeous desks in here, a white gallery wall with some of his paintings on, some of his work in progress on the other side, and it's a pretty chill space. In mid-February, we had a 20-foot, well, I said 15-foot room, so it's a 15-foot table. Definitely. We had a 15-foot table in here with eight dudes around it, the door closed, rain coming under the door, we all have jackets and hoodies on, hunched over, crunching away on laptops, and that was only six months ago. Half and the wall was oh, yes. demolished. It Half was the wall was demolished. from kind of Twin Peaks style. Yep, and it we had 70s. It looked planned. like a 70s half-built basement, and we were in here crammed in, getting this place started with rain coming under the door, and this is exactly what we wanted. Now we're sitting in a goddamn art gallery chilling on a podcast. Fingers crossed next February the rain doesn't creep under the door again. No, that's Still Nico's problem now. Okay, that's, I was going to say, it's, yeah. he's going to worry about that. And in, in, in that respect, uh, I w like anything, doing anything you love and chasing your passions and working your butt off comes uh, also having having to balance family life and work work life. And, you know, we, we're on the road all the time, and uh, I'm doing my best to be a good dad at the same time. So I'm going to have to jet out of here, but I really appreciate you letting me, uh, letting us tell our story. And um, it's, it's it really, it's moments like this when you realize how important it is to do what we're doing, but also how how grateful I am to be be doing this. So thank no. you for letting us let share that story. Well, no, I mean, I'm you're the ones gonna hit him with the zingers when no, he leaves. Well, all I want to know is if the people want to find you in particular, James, before you dart off, what are your social media channels my they can try and track you down? Social media, it, the my most used one is I'd say my Instagram. It's at James Kirkham, K I R K H A M. Perfect. It's a name that I have to spell and it every then time. I can't <laughs> promise that these three guys that you're going to leave the microphones with are going to be very kind to you when you leave. That's, they, what, that's yeah, all I will well, say. So I we have to you know, listen now. This like is I said, it's part of part of uh, building each other up. We got to we got to break e break each other down <laughs> to build this up. So it's all right. He's, <laughs> he's part time today. It's part time. Okay. Part time. Yeah. Part -time. He's, he's leaving I'm at also like part time six dad, Jacob. This is early. Full time dad. Yeah, it's only six forty seven leaving. It's not too bad. That's early around here. Well, bye, James. James. Is leaving, but we can uh, carry on, and we will uh, we'll try to make it make it without him. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can hold this down still with the three of you guys here. We will, we will. I mean, don't be too mean about him, just because he still hasn't left quite yet, so he still might be able to hear you. So that's the important thing. Yeah. So, with that being said, then what is like a typical week? I mean, how many hours is it here? Would you see yourselves being here? <laughs> well. Too many. Too many. Too many. It's actually pretty fun. Like at the beginning, like nobody even kind of wanted to leave, and, uh, and unless you were here in the wet room, and then yeah. you probably would like really, really want to even be out in of the here. even in the miserable times, you actually kind of felt like you were missing something if you weren't there. And you'd there be was like, oh. definitely days when I had to go and do something else, and my wife would encourage me. She's like, you know, just take the rest of the day off. There's no point. I mean, I would come over here just purely because I felt like I was missing out already. And I think. At the very initial stage when we were all building stuff and that that was a very ultimate that was a point of like bonding for a lot of us too it was like working out how the team worked and seeing who who dealt with stresses in certain ways and like how you gauged each other's characters in completely different ways i think and it was a really really important part of the beginning of this whole team and yeah s and oh. so for the people sitting opposite unica what are you gauged from them now <laughs> that you can open up on the floor since well, the like board meeting dad 
Andy, who's <laughs> definitely the go-to guy to ask any questions about stuff. I've been building things my entire life, and um, I, I've never built them to any good standard, but Andy showed me a way, like a meticulous way, and I, uh, you know, I, I think that there's certain systems in place that without him, it would all fail. Jacob, on the other hand, is is the guy who literally is. You, if you need something to, if you need to talk to someone about something, you can talk to Jacob. Jacob has an answer for everything and can also talk for a very long time. That He's might be a bad thing. Talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like. I, and and then James as well has a, a great style point. So it's like it was just this. It was a. It it was an eye opener for me because I, that up until that point, I'd only ever worked with them on short projects. Sure. Never worked with these guys yeah. in my life, really. Uh, only on short projects. So they were friends. I knew how they partied, but I didn't know how they worked. So <laughs> it, was, it was good to kind of get to know how they worked, too. I was, I was nervous, but it worked out well. Yeah. And, and has some of that partying led to maybe a sore head the next day then with you? No, I think we've actually all quit partying. Like we, barely <laughs> ever, we barely ever party. Like, I am, like, James has just gone home to see his daughter, which is, you know, so you're normal. And like, the, like the we all just go home the now. was just for effect for the podcast. So yeah. You're not really that hip and cool. Uh, well, no. It's like... Uh, yeah, that's a relaxing. There's drinking, uh, there's drinking, and then there's the partying. Yeah. But we don't yeah, party I, exactly. Anymore. I don't. I don't know what parties you've been to, but uh, two beers at six o'clock uh, is not a party. This is a, a semi-regular practice because we're here so long. It goes into the you want a beer hour, which is that's the great thing about this space. Like these guys said, you know, you you actually don't want to leave. Like uh, you know. I, who knows if my wife will listen to this, but there's times where fingers like crossed, always fingers think that, uh, crossed. I mean, she is super into automotive podcasts, that's, so we'll I, see. That's the target market <laughs> demographic right there. But you know, there are some times where I there's leaving in five minutes, and then two hours go by, and then it's like, hey, where are you? And it's like, oh shit, I didn't even realize because we were accomplishing things slash having a good time, having a beer, like. It's it truly is hard to leave this place and you know what better place to work than a place you enjoy being at and look forward to coming to you know I look forward to coming in at eight o'clock because most of the junior staff comes in around ten because they're a little bit farther away than we are so they come in around ten eleven so there's lots of mornings where it's me and Jake and you know some classical music's playing on Spotify and we're answering emails and it's pretty damn chill and I look forward to that moment get out of the house come here chill get work done it's like. Never had an experience like it, for sure. Or on Wednesdays when you have coffee and I come over. Yeah. Over yep. New Wednesdays, 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 well, Wednesdays. I was going to uh, kind of get to your original question, what a typical kind of week okay. looks like. But, um, I mean, there's, there has been not one typical week here. So I, I, I don't even think that we have an answer. But the, the, the reason why we do spend so much time here is that, you know, we encourage people to come over. We want... We want people to, to come and, and brainstorm. We want people to come and work on their own projects. We want people to bring cars over and, and, and hang out. You know, we, we encourage people to come, so we actually don't get much work done during the middle of the day. <laughs> it is those mornings or later at night that you actually get the, the real work done. But the, the day is spent for just all kinds of awesome visitors and, and people that we encourage to just come here and maybe just grab a spot and, and work on their own stuff here um it that that hub element is really important to us and i think actually uh the time it takes away from me doing real work it's probably created 10 times as much business because people come and and when you meet each other face to face i, I think james started to touch on it but you know as we you know we're creating all this this awesome content and and 
views and all of this, we actually had a big kind of, you know, we were drowned in digital. We had a yearning to connect with people again and sit there face to face and laugh and have ideas and, and talk, not just, um, you know, shit talking on comments and replying well, to trolls. We wanted to change that and have a place where people actually interact face to face and get, get out from behind the keyboard and, and come here. And that's all part of why we're doing this. That's all. That's why we're here all the time. That's why we're here late. And James, James hit it. He may have said that out loud before, but I, he never said it out loud to me. But that thing about, you know, million viewed videos under your belt, like on the weekly basis, it's, you know, that's not what it's about. And that isn't satisfying anymore. And it's the first time I heard it put to words. But yeah, I mean, like right now, you know, we've all been working together for years. We, I've been directing. These guys have been producing and or filming and or getting in on the edit and all that. And we've been doing that for a long time. But like, Today was a crazy-ass day, but today I worked on a car. I started cutting fenders off of a Kia. I started figuring out how to fit a wide body on this thing and this 36s, and that. 36s, is that what you're going with? For the We're going dunk? with 36s. The yeah. We're doing a dunk. We're doing yep. a dunk front-wheel drive class. That's, that's yeah, the one. That's where it's, it's at. 800 horsepower front-wheel drive class. <laughs> dunk Kia, that's where it's at. Uh, and, yeah. it, and it's like to just to get away. Like, that is it. It's the physical space, you know? Like, that is the next elevation of what we're doing in the media game is tying it all together with a physical space whether it's touching a car or 10 people coming over for a coffee and chatting that 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 is what this place is yeah i, was, I mean i was gonna say it, it's it's now becoming um you know I, I think what we want it to be is is a fixture in the community that that bridges gaps between a lot of different elements of the car culture and, and you know sometimes we have to uh, you know, force ourselves or remind ourselves that, you know, we, we can't be, uh, you know, grumpier getting older men here because there's so many different new weird things that are going on in motorsports or just automotive culture. And, and we want to welcome all of the far corners and they can be, uh, you know, one day we're doing something with, with Pat Long and, and Howie, the creators of Lift a Kilt. Uh, with, you know, amazing vintage Porsches or the next week, uh, you know, throwing a party for, you know, Colette Davis, a young, you know, uh, driver and, you know, vlogger, influencer, you know, whatever. And, and robots. Yeah. And, you know, doing things with Robo Race. Like we want to, to just have this very weird, diverse, uh, but, but welcoming kind of attitude towards every part of auto, uh, automotive culture. And, and, it, and it's happening. Like we, we all talked about it. And now it's happening, and we see it happen, and we can sit back and, and enjoy it, and uh, uh, and just I think barely getting started. You know, like the 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 ideas and the opportunities that are kind of flowing through here really can change the the, the face of motorsports, automotive culture, media, all of that. And uh, and if we you know stay on target, I think we're going to do that. Stay on target. That's <laughs> the question. Can you guys stay on target? <laughs> Yeah, we're, I, we're figuring out we need more. We need more people. We need more creators. We need, you know, it, it, it is a thing that we're building this uh, pretty special group that can back each other up, because I don't think that any of us on our own were able to stay on target because there's so much going on and there's so much that you have to do and things sliding through the cracks or opportunities missed. And I think putting this group together is is letting us achieve that. And we're building a, a pretty strong team. That, that enables us to kind of always stay on the move and be able to go and, and experience those, you know, those new things or travel to that new place to, to find new business.
And then how many people have you got on the team here then at this point in time, give or take? I I we would literally, 10. this would be the first time I counted it out loud in, in a month or two. Oh, yeah. No, well, uh, actually, <laughs> I, mean, I counted it out today because we were getting everybody Gatorades. And oh, I think it was about <laughs> 11 that we... Got to uh, keep it hydrated, yeah, folks. Yeah, we yeah. sent uh, our boy Alex over to get... Get 11 Gatorade. I don't think I counted Nico. I think so 12, 12, 12, 12 Gatorades. around 12, yeah. 12 uh, Gatorades deep here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's about it. But, you know, we, we it's a rotating cast of characters, but but it is seeming like we're, we're, we're building that, that permanent team that's uh, that's really having fun and, and loving it in here every day. But then there's awesome uh, freelancers that we have float in and out of our lives that we're friends with. But, um but yeah, about 11 people show up here every day right. and see what and happens. The, and actually even to put a little bit of an answer to that question before, because I feel like a lot of people ask, you know, what does go on here? There are kind of two typical weeks here, right? There is the one week where 12 of us are here. Jake's on the phone. I'm on the computer. People are editing. Sam Nalvin is directing the Blackout show with the crew here. That's all. Filming's happening. So there's that week, right? Filming, editing, biz dev all week long. The other version of that week is one, two, or three large or micro teams out in the world. You know, when I was in Germany with with uh, James and, and a couple of our other dudes, Ryan and Davis and John Node and Sam, we were we were out there doing that. Jake's holding down the fort at home. It's basically been there's always By one holding down the fort, you mean he was at the Goodwood Festival of Speed kind of thing? <laughs> he was he was handling some last minute deals that are, are coming to fruition right now, as well as getting himself ready to go to Goodwood and making all those connects. Uh, before he got into the a little bit of a before yeah. he got into the caviar and yeah, his first class flight over there. Yeah. Uh, it was it was like that. But that th- that's the two looks here, you know. <laughs> We're either full on agency production house cranking. Well, or there's I a version where the agency is cranking and there's three teams out in yeah, the wild. Well, we're completely overlooking uh, a huge part that is a, a big part of the um, you know magic here is Ryan Turk and Chris Forsberg run their drift teams out of here. So uh, it's actually been nice and quiet lately because the Formula D schedule has been on the East Coast and their cars and, and them have been, been over there. But, uh, you know, leading up to April for Formula Drift uh, Long Beach, this place was an absolute madhouse with two of the finest built drift cars in the world. Um, uh, but, you know, full on teams being worked out of here. And so, you know, Ryan and Chris use this place as a headquarters. They have, you know, multiple cars here from, you know, Turks GT4586, which is kind of, you know, one of our um, pride and joys of, of making a, a pretty well known car in this industry to you know, Chris Forsberg's gold leader, which is one of the nicest built Datsuns in, in history. Sure um, is. We use that on the regs. We had the coffee shop here, and we parked gold leader right in front of it to uh, you know pull in the street traffic. Everyone loves that car. It's so we it, you know when it goes back again. You know, we got a 1978 car sitting here looking sweet, and we've got a robot car in here sometimes looking sweet. So everything yeah. in between. So yeah, so some of the week can look like it's a full on working shop, and things are are happening. Some it looks like a agency with a super clean uh garage show garage but uh you know at a flip of a switch it becomes a madhouse here and everything's messy and everyone's yelling at each other and there's you know uh impact guns going off but that's also fun i think that that's what makes this place a little bit more alive is that you know real work gets done on cars and uh uh you know we have those guys to you know continue to add the authenticity we're pretty authentic but we aren't necessarily uh the guys building thousand horsepower drift cars and then drifting them on the side of the mountain that's why we have those uh two uh 
two crash test dummies for us to <laughs> send. Do yeah, they separate. like I said, we all have that automotive enthusi- uh, authenticity, but those guys truly uh, stake us to the ground with their those guys. As lame as it is, you know, gasoline is in their veins. Chris was on his back in his dad's barn on the dirt working on RX-7s in uh, 1999, actually, is when I met Chris Forsberg. And the same for Turk. He was just up in New Hampshire working on some shitbox Mustang with his twin brother out in the snow. So, like, those guys are authentic through and through and also top drivers in the world, and they even are top builders themselves. So... What they bring here as well, it keeps us grounded in the authentic realm for sure. Does that mean you have a little bit of pressure doing the work that you were, when I came in here, came in and see you were doing on the car with those two Yeah, so I may have looked slick to you, but what's happening on my phone is about a thousand and one text messages to Ryan and Chris and Martin, who's uh, helping us with this exact build. So on the surface and in front of the camera, it looks like, yeah, I mean, you know, I'll admit my, my shortcomings when it comes to working on a car, but it definitely doesn't go down without a thousand minutes talking to Ryan and Chris about whatever the hell I'm doing at that moment. I can then take their direction and do it. And then you just pretend it's you. It's, it's, it's a little me. of both. Yeah. A little of both. Yeah. They helped me do the tire pressures. I did everything else. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's Nailed kind of it. how it works. Yeah. Nailed it. And then, so you've got several garages here. How much of them are, obviously one we're sitting in now is a workspace. How many more of them have got the cars situated in? Is there ever going to be a problem where with all these race teams and cars and projects, you're going to be juggling cars, and, and Andy has to be given the keys to drive uh, these responsibly we're, around? We're already juggling. Yeah, we're already out of space and, and uh, out of uh, out of everything. But no, it, it is, um, so the layout of the spot, and everybody who's listening is uh, welcome to drop in and see it one of these days. There will be a party or a a coffee gathering yeah. or Wednesdays. a coffee, coffee Wednesdays, Wednesdays. Yeah, keep it on every there. morning but um you know but but yeah it's um there's the main garage space studio space that we use to film everything have a big lift and big bay doors and and it's nice and open um and then we have uh seven small garages one of them being Mika's art uh art uh studio department. yeah art department. art department uh but then Ryan and Chris each have one of these bays so they kind of have two cars parked in each one and a bunch of parts and, and stuff. Um, little messy at the moment. Uh, garages two uh, or three and four are workspace, so kind of mini fab area that we're kind of finishing off, but enough tools to get some stuff done. Um, and then one and two, uh, right now our friend Colby West is doing a car build show, uh, which is um, on, a, on a Mustang, uh, or I mean on a Maverick. He's doing a Ford Maverick. And uh, so he's using, sweet. yeah, garage number one. Garage number two is kind of like an open space uh, that eventually we want as a coffee shop. But right now it is uh, just uh, kind of storage. So <laughs> <laughs> we're at like phase one of phase 100 uh, at this spot. But we are doing, um, you know, kind of biting off as much as we can chew uh, at each moment. But we have... Two or three, four more little spaces here that we're going to rehab and, and build out, but uh, it's coming along. We've also got a very large side lot that at the moment is uh, staff parking slash Turks uh, Dodge and really long trailer and all that, but the back will come a little bit more refined. We'll have some storage back there and actually some outdoor chill spots because we'd like to connect the two outdoor spaces via knocking down some walls and the long-term version of a coffee shop here also leads into that we'll have an actual space to chill so 
the, you know, we're expanding the storage, we're expanding the office and desk space, and we're expanding the chill space too. We because again, we want people to come here. We want this to be a destination, and it's already halfway there. We <laughs> we already have tons of people popping in, like Jake said, midday, and which it is stopping you from working. And it's yeah, you know, it's having it, a good time. It's good and bad, a good but time, and then having a beer maybe after six o'clock. Well, that's like the, me. It's terrible. Well, that's <laughs> the I'm drug we're addicted to. The yeah. drug we're addicted to is when you're in the middle of one project. You, you don't want to forget that if you talk to someone for five minutes, that may be the next project. So it's a hard thing to balance, but you know, it's all you can do. Yeah. <laughs> try to. And with that being the case, then, I think we might try and, and wrap this up so I can get you guys home to either, uh, hopefully, a reasonable hour of sorts. Sure. All right. Well, you know, we'll just stay in the another few hours if you of want. Of course. I mean, I think Nico's okay. not going home at all tonight. I think yeah. he's staying for the evening. I know. He's trying to, he's trying to wrap it up. No, it's been... Uh, that's been awesome. We, we, we like kind of talking about these things. It gives us, uh, a, a, you know, some things to be, uh, to remember and be grateful for, like James was kind of getting into. We're, we're lucky to be able to do this. We're, we're lucky that the path has kind of led us here and, uh, you know, ready to kind of take on this next challenge uh, head on and have fun with it and, you know, fail and win and, you know, all of that. But it's uh, already off to a good start, and we're really stoked on the group of people who have been now orbiting us and, and the brands we've been working with has been a, a, a pretty special first few months and we can't you know wait to see what happens next. And with that being the case, then where can guys find you all online if they want to get some merchandise or if they just want to follow your You can follow us. Our Instagram like is race.service, right? Yes, yeah. Instagram's race.service. I think Facebook is just... Uh, Facebook slash race service media, I believe. No, I think it's just it's race service. It might be. Um, but you can find us in those places. And, yeah, we are just now kicking off uh, some merchandise and doing some fun stuff and and, and, and dabbling in that. Um, and that is, I think, at raceservice.store. But I don't know. Find us, course, on the, we're find us here. Come by and say hi. And no shame in self-promotion. No, that's we have... Also, Nico has his his own his own brand, and he is a standalone artist, and that is at Ornamental Conifer. When people want to give him lots One of word. things. Yeah, it's Ornamental Conifer, all one word. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's done that before. I mean, I haven't posted much lately. It's because you've been busy living the dream. Yeah, I've got some. I got some backlogs of posts. They're gonna be good. So you're backed yeah. up right now? Yeah, a little backed up. <laughs> Fingers yeah. crossed you can break that and get through to yeah. the other side. I, yeah, I got a plan for that. And coffee. coffee. And, <laughs> and then what about uh, your personal ones, though, if you wanted to share them? You don't have to if you don't want yeah, to. You can find us on race yeah, you can find us on race service. I'm, uh, Jacob's always chilling. That's a clue. Yeah. <laughs> that is a clue. Um, no, but this has been, been awesome, and we appreciate you coming over and letting us shed some light to your listeners and, and ramble. I don't know if they're going to follow along or get it, but uh, but we're hoping that we do more stuff with you. We're hoping that we uh, maybe help you host some events here or podcasts, use this place as a... Some events or come here just as a, a different place to record your podcast for a pop-in. We could do a live podcast. Live podcast here, even, with, you know, like, you know, Turk and Forsberg. Oh, uh, there that, you go. People guys. would want to listen to that. Who, live podcast with Have you done live? Uh, people could we're actually always, will, always willing to. Oh, that's the move. Is we we do it with Ryan and Chris because then people actually come. Nobody wants to just come yeah, in person those, to listen to us. But those guys have got really good banter together, and it would be a that would be an interesting podcast. And we can bring people into it too, so you even get some heckling. 
I'm going to step in and say Jake's probably already had this idea, which I think he said it to me a few months ago. But okay. yeah, something like that. But <laughs> let's let's do a podcast with them for sure. No, th- thanks for uh, thanks for having us. This has been thank awesome. you, man. No, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. And of course, obviously, if you guys like this, please subscribe. Uh, tell a friend, subscribe. Don't just tell them. You should subscribe for them. It's very easy to do. Just do it iTunes. They won't mind. They'll just find it pop up automatically. Leave us a very positive review. At least seven stars. I know you can only give five, but seven's better. And then other than that, you can track me down at NoBreaking on Instagram and Facebook. Or you can find me at NoBreaking.com. And until then, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.